Kia ora, everyone. Welcome to the Unable Seaman podcast, the podcast designed to take a good, lighthearted look at all things boating and fishing in New Zealand. I'm your host, Jay Kerr, and joining me once again is my best mate, first mate, Christian Jensen. How are you, mate? Hey, this is again, eh? Right. It's <laughs> been a minute, hasn't it? It has been, has been. And I just want to say, this time, it's only taken us less than 15 minutes to work out Zoom. Our normal hour and a half absolute muck round uh, hasn't happened today, has it? No, what a cracker. And, and we've even learnt to not so yell into our sort of microphones and hopefully we're going to have some audio quality. I was just saying before we went live that if we get five podcasts properly done on time that aren't sort of mind-numbingly boring, we might actually splash out and buy some podcast gear. How would that be a treat for the listeners, bro? Wouldn't have to have their speakers blown every time one of us coughs or breathes too hard. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully they can't hear my nasally (laughs) mouth at the moment. Gosh, and nose. I'm blown away. I've got hay fever or whatever you want to call it. Nervous. Anyway, bro, as we said, it's been a a wee while since uh, we've last done one of these and I don't know why we haven't done one. I've just been lazy, I suppose. The good news is we've got plenty to talk about. First of all, though, I want to start with talking to you about your highlight of summer. I mean, it seems so long ago now, but what was your best part of summer? You know, it's pretty cool, actually, you asked me that, because you you go back into your photos on your phone, and you can just scan through and see. And um, the one that pops up the the quickest that I go, oh, that was freaking awesome, is my partner, Chelsea, and I, we went to Auckland and we watched one of the races of the America's Cup. Nice. And yeah, yeah. We uh, we went out to Maraitai and I can't remember what race it was. Um, and it was just an absolute cracker. They were miles away, but you could you could see the pace. They would they were just so fast. It was awesome. Well, I can go you one better, bro. I actually took the old bin liner out and uh, and <laughs> saw the races live. I actually saw quite a bit of the racing. Because you did the Louis Vuitton and the America's Cup. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So I was out there the day um, American Magic flipped over. Um, yep. <laughs> bit of a funny story that? about that. We didn't see that. So we watched the racing the day before and we stayed overnight in the boat, Karina and I, and I sort of knew it was going to be marginal to get to that race the next day due to the weather. So we had a go at it. And after taking a couple of reasonable waves and all the rest of it, I said, hey, look, not worth it. Anyway, we bounced our way home. wasn't too bad, but um, had a bit of a mare at the at the boat ramp as well. Anyway, the, the funny part of this story though is a week later. Oh, not the mare at the boat ramp. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to talk about the mare at the boat ramp because the guy might be listening. But the oh, true. <laughs> the okay. best thing was we were what we're watching um, the perfect storm a week later, and Krina, without a word of a lie, grabs my leg, looks at me, and goes, "Was that what it was like when we were out there that day?" And I just gave her this look of, you're comparing a hurricane that killed people versus a little bit of wind versus tide chop in the Hauraki Gulf. Not quite the same. But anyway, perception is everything. So, um, yeah, so that was <laughs> a highlight for me. Did you kill me? Did you kill me? But that, I mean, how good was that America's Cup? Mate, and we went to the village and watched um, uh, Prada, Team Prada being pulled out of the water. Yeah. Epic. Huge oh. cranes. Lots of engineering going on there for those people out there that get a bit geeky on that stuff. It was epic. Yeah. Some sexy boats. And I, I can tell you a story. So, Chelsea and I were watching the boats come in afterwards, you know, America's Cup, blah, blah, blah. Prada's been pulled out of the water. Team New Zealand's been pulled out of the water. They go behind closed doors. You know how the boats get dragged away and then boom, doors shut. Can't see anything now. 
So we just watch all the support boats come in and all these huge boats come in, huge boats. And I point out one to Chelsea and I said, that there, that's the one. That's the, my pick of the night. I'm having that one. She said, that's the smallest boat here. Why do you get that little tiddler? And I'm like, hey, that's a semi-fly 45. That's a dickie. Oh, okay. And she, she just ripped it, man. Okay. She just absolutely ripped it. So I have to send you, note to me, that I've got to send you the photo so you can check it out. Because I um, still think it is a sexy boat. I have a story to tell you about that exact boat. That boat was going into the viaduct. Are you, uh, am I right? Yep. Part, okay. Yep. I was on that boat. However. Really? When I was on it, yes, but not at sea. So I, through a long story short, I got to go out on a charter on a beautiful yacht. It was all you could drink. On this one? Not on the dicky. Not on the dicky. Mm. But anyway, we came back after a long day in the water, and I saw the dicky semi-fly 45 right there. And to anyone who's listened to this podcast before will know, that is our favourite boat. However, it was parked there, and I was was absolutely hammered. Walked on it, though, and said, okay, Matt, can I have a look? And he showed me round. (laughs) And I thought, it was one of those moments where I thought, Everything I said was brilliant. You know, I thought, this is my dream. I don't know everything about this. And I'm going to impress this guy with my knowledge of it. And this is so cool. And, oh, it was it was epic. We got off the boat and got about 100 meters up the dock. And the mate was with me, kicks me and goes, you moron. And I go, what? And he goes, you asked three times how much diesel it uses. And then to the, to the point, so the first time he sort of just politely answered. The second time he was like, oh, maybe you didn't hear. And the third time he just looked at my mate and was like, is this guy like, is this guy thick? <laughs> so here I well, was thinking, yeah, yeah. Here I was thinking that um, that I'd sorted it. Yeah, it unfortunately, wasn't quite my best moment. But what a boat! Oh, no. We still love the well, dicky. Yeah. So, so that one that I've just seen your photo of is the one that you've you jumped on. Most likely, there's not that many of them. Yeah, that no, no, that's it. That's exactly it. With the flags. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So, so chuck that up on the podcast. Share it with the crew. Yeah, that is my pick from the night. I could have had a hundred foot, whatever. There were ribs there. There were maritimos. Yeah, nah. That dicky was out there every day. It was out there every race day. I saw it go out because every time I was out there on my boat, I saw it. I can't remember its name now. Um, and I always saw it in the background of the footage when it was it was there. So that guy was getting so much use. And the interesting thing is that people who have listened to this podcast, I've had a couple of people come to me and say they'd never heard of the Dicky before. And now after our recommendations, they really like it. I mean, unfortunately, the people I socialize with, none of them can afford it, but like us. But they <laughs> like it. And it's aspirational. One of them might win lotto. So uh, we're true. doing our and bit. So- any of those people there that work at Dickie, if they get someone that's similar age to us, looks like they can't afford it, they probably want lotto, but also they can thank us. They can thank us. Let's say. Anyway, what else is on the on the agenda? Well, we've got heaps to talk about because it's been so long. We are going to try to keep these podcasts to about half an hour um, to yep. our listeners there. Just one other thing. I'm going to give our social media a bit of a plug there, uh, at Unable Seaman for uh, the Instagram, which will put the picture of that Dickie up as well as many other things that we load. Um, heaps of followers on that, bro. I've had heaps of people message me and stuff through that. Oh, we've got so like, what, that's six cool. more people well, this year. Yeah, I mean, heaps, heaps is a, <laughs> a fluid word. Heaps mean. Heaps, yeah, exactly. Now, I want to quickly talk about, just before we move on away from the America's Cup, if money wasn't an option and the event was up to you on your shoulders, mm-hmm. 
what would you do differently next time? With America's Cup? Yeah. Because we've, oh. we've won it. We get to host it. As yeah, a Kiwi, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what would you do? I, hey, I really liked it in Auckland. It was cool, but it was quite far. Everything, like the viewing points that I went to were quite far away from the the racing. And I love the, you know, if you could be on the water, you would be. It would be awesome. What about have it in Wellington? And yeah. what about have them dodge between the Inter-Islander? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's always it's always a northerly or a nor'wester coming into Wellington, humming down there. It's a harbour, you know, and it's deep. I, I definitely think they could share it round. Mm. Yeah, even if they had the Louis Vuitton there or something, I definitely think they could share it round. I think that's a good shout. I really do. They also have public transport that's actually half decent there. Yeah. I'll tell you the other thing I would do, and I've, this is stealing the idea a little bit from the Sail GP now, I've, if our listeners are out there and they haven't seen any of the Sail GP yet, Epic, eh? get on YouTube, watch it. Um, New Zealand's got a team now. We've had a bit of a mixed start, to be fair. Um, there yep. was a race just over the weekend, which I'm a little bit behind it's an on. Aussie here. that's actually doing pretty well, eh? Aussie's doing very well. Tom Slingsby, um, good sailor, and the, they're doing really, Great really well. Name. But the beauty is, is that it's, uh, it's fleet racing. They're all racing against each other. Mm-hmm. That would be my only criticism of that America's Cup was that once a boat got in front, normally it was a foregone conclusion. There wasn't a lot of no. That. no how many times did it, the lead change? Oh, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. A fork- but, <laughs> but imagine if you had them opinion. all in there. Imagine if you had them all in there, okay, elbowing each other Cup out of match the way. racing. Have you heard the name America's Cup match yeah, racing? I get that, but what about for the Louis Vuitton if they were all in? Well, then you've got. You got fleet racing, and then you all of a sudden jump into a match race. The, I know, but just, it would be so much better. You've got the GP, the sail GP for the match racing. I mean, for the fleet racing, then you jump over to America's Cup for match, match racing. Okay, I know I'm old school, but I guess you. I, yeah, so, I, look, you're right. The traditional. I'm just trying to think of better ways to improve it. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. Um, what about like people love watching it? Eh? Where could you put it? Where else would you have it? Bigger boats, smaller boats, different sail plan, different hulls. I think they're going to keep the boats, and I totally support that. Weren't they sexy? What, I, I think what they should do, though, and, and I'm sure they're going to do this anyway, is let, they need to sail that New Zealand boat now. Now that we're not going to need it, sail it until it breaks and find out what the limit is. Is yeah, the limit 60 never, knots? Is it never really never got really pushed? got... Nah, it didn't. So nah. What, that's the limit? Okay, how do we make that work? And I'm sure that's probably what is happening behind closed doors. I'm sure there's going to yeah. be huge advances um, within within foil configurations. I mean, you, you saw that even across the regatta from the pre-Christmas Cup where, um, let's face it, there was a lot of mistakes being made, a lot of learning going on because they hadn't had those Heaps, pre-races, yeah. to the America's Cup final series where it was brilliant. Imagine oh, that condensed period over the next, you know, over the next three or four years. Like, yeah. Where can they take these things? I think it's going to be exciting. Wouldn't it be cool when they can crack that 100K an hour? I think, didn't one of them get pretty close to that, I think? Yeah, 90-something K. Yeah, but that was in yeah. Cell GP. So yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a cat versus yeah. Monohell. Yeah. Hey, interesting though, like getting a bit geeky, the um, Monohells have a greater writing moment than the cats. Is that right? Because they've got this like thing, this five-ton hull or whatever, cantilevered, I can't remember how many metres off from the centre. Yeah. Point of balance. And so they actually have a bigger riding moment. So that's why they can push these um, huge sail plans upwind. Interesting. Really? I didn't know that. That's a ah. that's an interesting fact. It's one of the boating news magazines had it in there. 
Yeah. Bloody good. It makes sense. It makes sense. Anyway, yeah. bro, what have you bought Next this thing. summer? What have you? What's something you've? I know you're. Oh, okay, to tell okay. me about purchase. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'd love to tell you about purchase. I'm just jumping on marketplace because I was trolling through marketplace, and uh, I was I was a bit chuffed actually, mate. Um, I got a. Is it called Vitus Rod? Shimano Vitus. I'm just gonna have a quick quick geese. Uh, Mark Fielder. I got my in-law from Nelson to pick it up for me. And um, tickety-boo, mate. Here we go. Vort- yeah, Shimano Vortex 10-foot rock rod. Um, 10 Hang to on. 15 kilo. Rock fishing. Rock fishing. Are you that... Have you lost all faith in your boat so much? Keeping in mind you do have an ancient Suzuki on the back of your boat, which I would personally... 1995. Hey, you, you can't talk. You've got a Johnson that still runs on coal. <laughs> At least it runs. Are you telling me you've lost so much faith in your boat now that you've resorted to rock fishing? No, but my father-in-law has pretty shitty fishing gear. And uh, if I can have nice fishing gear there where he doesn't have a boat and I can go fishing, happy days. I see. I see. Okay. So I'm kidding out the second house. I'm getting the grand plan here. Isn't it technical? You like it? So anyway, $35 off Marketplace. Shimano Vortex rock fishing, spinning rod, 10 foot, 10 to 15 kilos, two piece, boom, going down, lively off the wharf, tickety-boo, give me a beer. Nice. Well, we want to see the first fish you catch off that on our uh, Unable Seaman uh, Instagram page. Okay. And I can do that. Uh, I don't care if it's, it has to be, does it have to be a legal fish? No, the first no. thing you catch, the first thing you yeah, catch, yeah, obviously yeah. if thing. it's illegal, you put it Does back. it count as, if it's the bottom? Does it count as a thing? <laughs> I would say there's a very high possibility it's going to be the bottom <laughs> of rock fishing. It's all you bloody catch. Okay, okay. Anyway, what have you What have you purchased, Mr. High and Mighty? Well, I've been to the boat show. And uh, we're I've gonna... been to the boat show and I went to the uh, display center. <laughs> well, we're going to come back to the boat show in a minute and talk about that. But I had been... Um, well, I, I went there to buy a jigging rod, forgot mm-hmm. how expensive jigging rods are, so mm-hmm. got, got nervous and didn't. But I bought an epic slow jigging rod. Mm-hmm. Now, this thing only cost What'd me $1.99. It was a little Daiwa. Yep. yep Daiwa, yep. little um, slow jig set on a beautiful thin rod. I can't remember the name now. I, I know people get right into the, the names of these things. It's basically their entry-level set. I absolutely love it. Um as you know, and as anyone who follows um, us on YouTube at Unable Seaman, you'll see some videos there. I've been using heaps of these Glowbite lures, so yeah, pretty man, much pretty much been. predominantly slow slow jig fishing now. And I'd always been doing it on a soft bait rod, so I thought I'm going to invest and get a proper slow jig set. Big difference being when you drop into free spool, you still have some connection with the lure. You can put your thumb on it and just yeah. feel that line can. coming off. And, and I know that sounds like such a marketing tool, but after fishing uh, with it, a I'll couple give you of them, that. it makes a yeah. huge difference. And my father-in-law, Grant, both of us get influenced by our father-in-law's by the sound of it here, but he had what? these sets up, set up, this, uh, this, this slow jig set up, or a similar one, a Shimano product, and I thought, I've got to get me one of these. And do you know how mm-hmm. I cracked it? When I bought the rod and I took it up there to catch its first fish, Grant was ironing it up going, oh, shit, I would have got one of these if I'd known, uh, if I'd seen it. That, oh. that was validation that I knew I'd bought a good rod. Oh, whatever, man. Yeah. 
I'm waiting for my invite. Hey, you're gonna have to bloody get a snapper. Actually, right. talking about that, talking about that, is that your last fishing trip? Uh, was that your last fishing? Trip? It is my last fishing trip. Although I have had quite a few fishing trips recently, I've been a bit spoiled. I've have been all on jigs. Had really good sessions on the jigs. And again, if you want to see the end result, um, YouTube Unable Seaman or our Instagram Unable Seaman. I'll quickly tell you a story about a jigging mission we went on. Here's where I thought I needed a new jigging rod. Uh, my jigging rod was snapped by my father, who uh, Mr. Point this is the first, second, third, uh, fourth time. about the second or third time. But anyway, took my other friend out, and he just returned from overseas with this two thousand dollar jigging. Is my friend combo. Christian Kuhn, eh? Christian Kuhn, if he's listening, shout out to you, mate. Hope you are listening. Hey, Safa's bride, 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 <laughs> boyki. He's, he's a South African. If you haven't quite picked up already, <laughs> and he brought this thing, and he bought it was an one was an overhead, and one was a uh, a Daiwa dogfight. Dogfight. Daiwa dogfight. dogfight yeah. On this beautiful spin. rod again, I can, spin set. So you had we an overhead were, and a spin. We had overhead and a spin. Oh, yeah. you could compare. Uh, it was so good. But anyway, I was on the spin set. And we're getting a couple of good kingies. Uh, he got one about 18. I got one a fraction smaller. And we're getting heaps well, of rats. Just having a good day. 18 grand. 18 kilos. 18 pounds. Kilos of muscle. Oh, jeez. And anyway, then dad was checking and hooked onto oh, this no. fish. Oh, he caught no, a couple of rats. Dad. And I said, and he hooked them. All of a sudden, just real started screaming. Classic, you know. I thought... Shit, he's into a Your winner, yeah? Hook a he, fish, point to the sky. Well, I warned him. I said, do not lift it up. However, he had the opposite problem. He couldn't get the rod up. He couldn't oh, get beautiful. a wind on it. And I, oh. I was saying, I was giving him shit. I said, Dad, wind. Wind this bloody thing. You, As my granddad would say, no fucker here, here around here. <laughs> exactly. Get you back into it, mate. Exactly. Get you back into it. And I was sort of thinking, this is a bit embarrassing for him. Anyway, yeah, he yeah. finally got this thing turned around and got it uh-huh. up. And I'm thinking, oh, this is a beauty. And long story short, it was a massive bronzy. It had hit a jig, oh, believe okay. it or not. So it um, took the jig. Took the jig, not but even, it, it, not... like it did. It, we got it all the way to the surface, and we tried to get the jig out of its mouth. And uh, then it obviously didn't didn't like the little bit of dental work we were trying to give to it, and away it went. So ah, uh, yeah, it so did get the jig, unfortunately. Jewelry. Yeah, which don't like leaving that in the fish's mouth, but. Um, it was either yeah. in its mouth or my hand in its mouth, and I know what I'd prefer. So. <laughs> oh, nice. They won't hit a jig again, put it that way. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Hey, well, we didn't go jigging the last time we went out, but we had um, Annie Mark, so Chelsea's parents there. Yeah. Um, the man that picks up the fishing gear from Nelson for me. Um, they were over. And so when they left after hanging out for the weekend, it was such a cracker day here in Wellington, like glassy calm. I said to Charles, so the one day out. of the year. Yep, okay. Oh, come on. You've been out here. You've been down here even. I've taken you out. It's been magic. On two days. I've been down there, all right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we did get smacked around that second day, eh, coming back. But anyway, um, we went out off the West Coast, launched at um, Twin Bridges, and just went out to Mana, and it was glassy calm. Glassy calm. We thought we'd set the long line in our favorite spot where we catch all our blind eels. Delicacy down here in Wellington. Sounds awful. <laughs> nah, we just seem to get a few. Anyway, started chasing the kahawai around, got a few, What got one for dinner, got a couple for bait, sweet, that's always good. And then we anchored up um, and got Barry the bait fishing going. Dropped our lines still down. still using bait. Oh, okay. 
Kelsey loves bait fishing, man. I just, you know, whatever keeps her happy, whatever gets me out in the water. Settle down, okay? Settle down. Anyway, I, see, I can see your face here. Anyway, first drop, Chelsea pulls up 52 centimetre gurnard. Not bad. Not bad that's, at all. That's a bloody that's good gurnard. over half a metre. That is a... That is a donkey. That, in fact, and that's I, a huge gurnet, yeah. That's a huge gurnet, yeah. I'll have to send you a photo so you can chuck it up on the, the Insta post. Definitely. And um, and I caught my first bloody rod caught snapper in Wellington. Oh, good. Yeah, bro. So it's packed it up. Yeah, like legal. Well, I wouldn't yeah. mention it otherwise. And um, packed up. We're like, you, uh, sure, you, got our feed. Do you even know what a legal snapper is these days? Aren't, hey, aren't the, they like 27 down there still? Hey, settle down, settle down. Anyway, anyway, it was over 30. That's a live bait man <laughs> up here. Okay. Anyway, we cruised home, and the whole way home, all the kahawai were just, like, mouthing the surface. And then we had that sunset. It was just magnificent, man. That's cool. And we just cruised home, just slowly cruised home through all the schools of fish. There, yeah. were, there wasn't even another boat in the water. It was magic. Oh, nice. Following on from that, I just want a bit of a plug, and I must um... – I must remember. Have you been watching the lateral line? Oh, I love, I love their boat. I think the it's awesome. Snazzy colours. Cool yeah. So for those yeah. that, that don't know what we're talking about, the lateral line is um, Milana Nathan from Big Angry Fish. They obviously don't make Big Angry Fish anymore. They've started a YouTube channel called The Lateral Line. And it's just them filming on a cell phone, basically going out. An iPhone. An iPhone. And, and what I like about it, bro, is that it's not all about wall-to-wall fishing action. It's about two guys being on the water, um, enjoying just being in nature, I suppose. And there's still the fishing action for those that, that want it. But how good. Just really enjoyable. Oh. If you haven't seen it, have a look. And also, they've got a really cool setup. So those two, they're like, they're like us. They're just mates that want to go out and have, exactly. have a fish. Yeah. Are you getting those photos I'm sending you? I am the... getting those photos. I'm I have to send you the sunset, actually. The sunset was quite nice. But um, their boat is so wicked, and that tent that pops up on the front. I know. So, yeah, good. so Nathan sleeps in the top under this like cool pop-up tent contraption thing. It's a big, it's a what? It's a, like a, how do you describe it? It's a bow rider that has a casting platform where the bow would be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then. Um, Milan's underneath in like a sort of cuddy cabin with no windows. I'd call it a bit of a dungeon. But anyway, yeah. they have a great setup. <laughs> it's very cool. It's very cool. And I, that, again, they were at the boat show too, so it was awesome to see it in real life. Now, just just before we move on to the boat show, because I've got a lot to say about this boat show, but you've sent me through the photo. And um, for two guys who are trying to plug their um, their social media at, an, yeah. at, at, an, at Unable Seaman, Yes, uh, I'm a little bit dubious about uploading this photo, Christian. I mean, this is—Are you sure well, that's legal? Yeah, bro, it was well over. <laughs> oh, hey, man. they might be quite big up there, but you don't have to put it up if you don't want to. Oh, I'll put it up. I, ha I have a fisher <laughs> officer or an ex-fisher officer as a partner, so it was measured six and a half times. Yeah, well, you stretched the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. What babe. we're trying to show is that we are. You know, just like everyone else, love getting out for fish and don't always catch big ones. No, there you go. That's our angle. We're realistic. We're realistic. <laughs> yeah, Speaking yeah, yeah. of things that aren't realistic, nice little segue there into the boat show. Now, before Ooh. I start talking about the boat show, so I, I went to the boat show for those um, that everyone else went to. I'm, I'm assuming who are our listeners, oh, that, was, that sentence made almost no sense. 
No, I didn't get that. What are we trying to say again? I was trying to say that I went to the boat <laughs> show and you didn't go to the boat show. I didn't go um, to the boat you show. Were, no. You were away. So it's a sort of me reporting back to you and some of my highlights. Oh, actually, um, I was driving back from Rotorua. Yeah. And you called me. And I think I parked on the side of the road for about 40 minutes while we had a chinwag. We had a chinwag, yeah. Yeah, now, you were telling me all about it. A couple of things I want to get off my chest first. Yep, both shows. Right. Um, Rayglass, Tristram, name a few other boating companies weren't there. Brands too? Mercury, yeah, Yamaha? Brand, yeah, yeah, I would big, forgive big them brand. a little bit because I think maybe they had stock issues. I don't know what game these guys are playing like i support them doing their own thing to an extent and i like that ray glass and tristram have these events you can go to their factory and look through their boats but if i had the money and i was going to the boat show to compare models back to back to back am i going to then drive across town to the ray glass factory or all the way to hamilton no nah, you know i nah. i just think oh, it's at, a, a, at a push you like honestly i was thinking yeah. i was actually funny you say i was thinking about that and I was like, say you got kids, right? And most yeah. of these guys that are spending a quarter of a million dollars on a boat bound to have a couple of sproglets. Yeah. If you're trying to get away for the weekend with your family and you've had a hall pass to go to the boat show, there's no way in Hades you're also going to be allowed Sunday off to go to the Tristram show and the Rayglass show. Uh, Not uh, a chance. I'm inclined to agree with you because they run them at the same time. Now, clearly their evidence must suggest that they do okay. And I know that both... Those companies are filled to the gunnels with orders. So what do yep. two dickheads like us know? But it's disappointing. It is really yeah, disappointing. Yeah, well, especially for someone for like you. You know, you go on there, you want to see them all. And I heard that it, was the, it wasn't the it was the Auckland Boat Show. It was the Alloy Boat Show. It's the Alloy Boat Show, that's for sure. And that's what I want to move on to now. Because as much as I was disappointed that those fiberglass boats weren't there, the Alloy Boats in the, at the moment... New Zealand is so far ahead of the game. I mean, so man. far ahead of the game. And it's did not you just see, the big players anymore. It really isn't. Did you see um, De Havilland there? I didn't see De Havilland there. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. What, about, think, okay. what about Fryan? I did not see Fryan there. In fact, you make a, oh. point, a good point with Fryan. And this is what I've been thinking. Alloy boats for a long time were the poorer cousin, I think, of the boating world. And I know people are going to be throwing their toys, but they were. They were never as well finished. You know, well, when you had a C-Nymph V146 to compare, or, was, you know, yeah, a Bayliner, they, Capri, yeah, okay, whatever yours is. This maybe just parked the fact that we own two awful <laughs> fiberglass boats. But even even within the, the alloy boat market, I think the gap's closed now. It used to be like Extreme and White Pointer and... Well, what's a dickie? Dickie weren't even there, so they don't. But Dickie's an alloy boat. I know, I know, but what I'm saying, like, it used to be just these couple of big brands, and then there was a there was a drop down to the Fryans and those sorts of things. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, Fryan doesn't exist anymore, as far as I know. But some of these small brands, um, the one I oh, was, yeah, pure, blew me away. Pure Craft, Pure Craft, Innovision, Innovision. I mean, we've spoken about Innovision before on the podcast, but, but still in, cool in the flesh. I'm yeah. gonna give I'm gonna give you some credit. That was thank you. They're cool. They're genuinely cool. And some of the like little innov yeah, you know, the innovation. Like for example, you wanted to say innovations, eh? Innovation. I know, yeah, I know you wanted innovation. To say innovation. The innovation. Innovation. <laughs> the best thing is like look at these mincoders. All every boat now 
in the last five years. <clears throat> Here's a Minn Kota on yep. it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something big angry fish used early on, and, and you've seen more and more guys use them. And with an alloy boat, it's a case of top, basically cut and paste, put it on, it works. Yep. You look, and, and it, 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 it looks all okay. got them included. The fiberglass boats, oh, some of the butcher jobs I've had to do to get them on, not good. Yeah. And and just the clever seating in them now, the clever layouts, they are all good. There isn't a dud now. Staby craft, yeah. like, oh, some of the stuff they're doing, like so well finished. And like, what, were you, what was your top boat? Actually, no. Run through. Get, hold on. Let's get a bit serious here. Um, get a bit nerdy and all. So we've got of your boats, the one that you would have for taking the boys out fishing, just for a sneaky afternoon fish. Um, a boating company that, or a company that really wowed me this time was Surtees. What? I've always thought Surtees. We're a little bit rough around the edges. I've always just thought, oh, they're a good, cheap boat. Well, Not anymore. Cheap, but okay. Well, comparatively, they always felt cheap, felt light. I, I think some of their smaller stuff is really cool. So you're talking about, like, are you taking me out in the like five the meter, mate. whatever it's the workmate? Yeah, work I mean, mate. I know quite a basic, but I was really <laughs> impressed with them up close. Oh, basic bitch. Um. The little, the little, uh, what's it called? Center console from Staby as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's quite cool. They, they're looking really sharp too. Frontier or something. Yep. The Frontier, I think it's called. You're right. That was cool for a, a little, I think you probably do want a pontoon boat if you have a couple of you, you know, soft baiting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then if you're going to go take, you know, the missus out for a weekend. Huntsman. Anyway. The Huntsman Centurion. Oh, okay. Now that isn't an alloy boat, but that's where. And I was going to bring that in later, but since you've asked me the question, I like. I actually, I'm there is one. I got so excited here. Because... There is one fiberglass boat company that is doing the business, and it is Huntsman right now. Hey, now when I was doing up my boat and studying down and studying engineering down in Canterbury, this is oh, 2014, 15, I think. I saw that boat being developed. It had the plug, the mold, what do you call it, the, the um, polystyrene mock-ups, and they were checking the sizing and all that. And those guys are so cool, so cool to deal with, so nice. They helped me, you know, problem-solve all the issues I was working on when I was replacing the floor and the stringers and stuff like that. Have heaps of time for that company. Yeah, and, and, and I have to clear my bias there too, that I'm a dad, do own a huntsman. But... Even just subjectively, looking at this new model. That, so the Centurion Beautiful is the way. same same um, hull in that they've run a couple of different decks on it. So there's the hardtop. Yep. Um, and then there's a Elite Angler, which has got yep. sort of two pedestal seats, quite a bit of room. And then there's the, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the sort of more comfy layout, similar to what we've got. But yeah. The, they yeah, had yeah. one at the boat show that was like massively specced, all beautiful yep. colors. If you get on um, Huntsman Facebook page, or, um, or the Instagram even. I'm sure you can see a picture. Oh, in fact, I'll even put a link to it on our it's at awesome, Unable Seven Instagram. And I what think a they might even they might even make that mold or that um, hull into a bow rider if we're not too not too uh, in the not too um, distant future. future. Yeah, and well, yeah. we've spoken a lot about Huntsman before, but, but that's what I'd have as a as a take the missus out boat, the cheese and crackers boat as they call it. The cheese and, and crackers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Buccaneer had a pretty cool new model. Uh, sorry, Buc- Haynes Hunter. 
had the um, six metre SF hardtop. Oh yeah, cool. Um, cool. They always look pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's a new model. So they the the SF six sixty, I think it is. I'm just looking at my notes here to try to find the actual length. You took bear notes from the boat show. You bear are. with me. Bear with me. I am a nerd. Yes. Journalist over here. Well, I'm I was interested. One news, Jacob Reese Kerr. <laughs> because um, are you are actually looking up through a book? It's quite small for a hardtop. Is it six it's meters? The smallest hardtop. It's six point. Uh, I have to look it up now. This In all fairness, though, extreme have like a, oh no, five. What was it called? The five. Yeah, but this is like a proper hardtop. You're talking about that little bitty cabin thing. This oh, yeah, is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a proper. So they've done some clever things with that. Um, but apart from that, no other fiberglass boat was doing much. Really, Jenny, oh, when you look, you look inside a buccaneer, and I, I love buccaneer. I always have. I've always had a soft spot for them. But you look, you could have been looking at the boat show from ten years ago almost. There's just Even nothing different. In them. Yeah, there's just ah, nothing yeah. different in them anymore. They need to actually make a new model or give it a bit of a revamp. Yeah, you get a bit. That's the thing, eh? With the alloy that you see, they can cut and shape and weld and do some cool yeah. things really easily. Really they can. easily. They really can. It's a bit harder of a mold, eh? Um, oh, mate. So you had, a, you had a good weekend. Then you went to the Tristram factory, did you, as well? No, I, I didn't go to any of the factories in the end. Again, oh, for, that, the, oh. for that reason. I just I was like, no, I'm not going to make the effort. They haven't made the effort to come to the show. I'm not a genuine buyer, so it was no it was no great loss to them. You're not a genuine buyer. No, you're very happy. You're comfortable with the Bayliner Capri and the um I am now and the Johnny. This is the problem with us not with a podcast for a while, is that Tristram have actually released a model since you and I have last spoke, the eight two one offshore. Yeah. Thoughts. And you, Thoughts. you actually you you sent me down the um the boat oh, what is it called? Boating New Zealand magazine on it. Um, it's a beast. That, it is a big, big oh, boat. It pains me to say it. It pains me to say it. it you like it, eh? Probably my favourite fiberglass boat at the moment. Yans, <laughs> yawn. I don't know whether I'd have the stern drive or the twin outboard. If you I haven't seen it, right, I got a problem for you right now. I got a what? problem for you right now. It's like, what's the max you can tow on the road? Like four ton or something? It's. it's uh, it can be towed. It can be towed. Oh yeah, like if you Just. take the back seats out and you yeah, have it empty, yeah, it's it's marginal. But and maybe if you take off one of the outboards, yeah, like it's, it's, it's not towable, bro. It is not towable. It's well, it's beautiful. It, it's 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 for someone that's parked up at I don't I don't know Fongmatar or somewhere like that, or maybe even you know Fidianga, the waterways where the boat's always there. It's basically on one of those fancy little docks where it drops into the water and then out they go. It is not a boat to go and launch at a pedo bay. No, I agree with you. I agree that the, com- the comparative alloy would be lighter. And... Way like like yeah. Like, give me an eight meter surties over that thing any day of the week. Yeah, oh, I'm surprised you don't like it. I thought I would have had you on this. Oh, I, you know I don't want to like it. I don't really know. I know you like don't it. want to like it. I don't know but, you don't want to hate it. But I, but I am unbiased enough to. All accept. I thought, all I thought was, I can't tow that with my radio. Nah, can't have it. <laughs> Which actually does limit me to a lot of boats that I can't have. Anything more than a Viking kayak you ruled out with. Hey, 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 what do you drive now, mister? Yes, mister, I don't I like my rodeos. For those that don't know, Christian and I drive the exact same ute. After, and it pains after, you, doesn't it? After you, years, you I've it. given him grief for it. Oh, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. 
Uh, oh, so that, so, that, so I, I would have been keen to go see that at the factory, but that was you mean the rodeo factory for the latest movie? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no. But here, and this it sort of flows on nicely from yes, uh, the Tristram 821, is a boat that I found at the boat show, and it's not a new boat company per se, but it, they've, they've got re- my phone here, at least a new model. Research, what is it? Okay, type in it type is. In. Oh, you have your notebook there. This I do have here. my notebook here. It's a boat by Circa. Now, Circa is a boat company in Whangarei. They make made alloy boats for a long time now, but they've partnered up with a company called Offshore Boats New Zealand. Now, I don't know the full story behind. Oh, Basically, no Circa is the builds the boat. Offshore boats do the, the everything inside. That's my understanding. Now, you want to look at this Circa 950. Because they also do that oh offshore patrol vessel or whatever an well, epic looking thing the 24 meter offshore yacht yes or they yes, build you know they do they build them so so they're a boat building company well now right, right, you, you contract them to build a boat right yeah now the circa 950 um hard top what's that actual model yeah circa 950 actually oh my god i'm going to put a picture on the at unable seaman instagram i know i always plug this instagram but for God's sake, if you don't look at anything else we put up, please take a minute out of your day to go and look at the Circa. Ooh, Google Circa. SL. Ooh. SL. Oh, honestly, I would have it over the equivalent Dicky trailer boat. Not the really? Dicky we spoke of early, cause that, earlier, because that's the 45. That's the big one. That's still the dream. But the Dicky twin 300s on the back. Exactly. The Dicky 850, I think we picked as our like. Favorite boat, boat a few episodes Alloy, ago. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You can turn that into Coke cans as far as I can. Oh, wow. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, oh, this wow. thing is the duck's nuts. It's got some beautiful classic lines. lines. Beautiful lines. Nice pointy lines. I reckon cool, they like... took those lines off um, Redicat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they did. Beautiful <laughs> bifold doors. Electric window. Nice indoor-outdoor flow. Twin 300s on the back. There's no, nothing you could not do on that. They do a 750 as well. But this yeah. thing was at the boat show. And, and I, I kind of like the twin motors know. because you can do that spot hold thing without having the thing Look at the, the dashboard. 24-inch Simrad unit. Oh, that's almost porno, isn't it? 24-inch. You could... If, if people have got... I've, said, I've been to bars with smaller TVs than that. Twin 300s, eh? Like, okay, here you go. Would you have the twin 300s or would you go for, like, you know, one, four, two, five or whatever and... I have a little a little egg beater on the front. Um, you're, you're talking about a, a Minkota on the front. Yeah, not a yeah, bad yeah. shout. I wouldn't have the stern drive. I'll admit they do a stern drive model, and I'm no, slightly no. less into that. Um, I, I'd go, I would go the, twin. I'd go, I'd go the twin. I would have the twin Mercs, because the Mercs make the V8s right, right from 200 all the way up. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the hum of two V8 outboards sitting behind. Even twin 200s would probably be okay. And this links back to what we we're talking about with the Tristram. So this is effectively the same length. Mm, Towing mm. weight dry, three and a half ton. Yeah, boom. You 500 kilos lighter straight away. Yeah. So really, really impressive boat. 51 knots, twin 300s, 51 knots. Bro, you can take that back to twin 200s. You do not need to go 51 knots. I'm going to have it's to get It's capable of taking a pair of 425s. This boat is ridiculous. 
I know, 600 litre fuel tank. Well, that'll last about five minutes if you put those 425 V8s on it. Oh, and look at the Just, back. I the know. back setup with the cage. I know. Oh, I please know. put, the, okay, I'm going to send you, I'm looking at the oh, Pacific oh, oh, Powerboat oh, magazine. No, no, take a breath, take a breath. We were going to talk about these anyway, and this is a beautiful segue. Oh, what? It can take the Mercury 600 horsepower outboard. I've just looked at the spec sheet. You know the new 600 V12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where it, it doesn't actually steer, just the gearbox steers. Yeah, for those it, that haven't it ain't seen that, that kind of cool. Take a minute to Google it. It's the Mercury V12 600 horsepower outboard. And as Christian's just said, the actual body doesn't turn. The lower leg turns. Have a look on YouTube. Engine brilliant, yeah, brilliant engine. engine. Range up to 850 horsepower. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so one of those would, well, would you have one of those? <laughs> I would, <laughs> would, you, would you? to think the price. I imagine... 100 grand plus. I, 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 would, grand plus. I would say that would be very light. You reckon? Those seven marine things, those 625 horsepower seven marine things, I yeah. want to say they were 250 grand each. I Ooh. don't know why I've got that figure in my head, but I think they are. But that's a brilliant boat. That's a brilliant boat. I know if it's I know for people listening, you, you really need to, do have, to have a look. It does actually so look that, quite nice. So that was my boat of the show. Going back to talking about alloy boats, though, just quickly. Yep. And... Probably there are quite something, a few good ones. There are quite a few good ones, and this is the sort of point I'm going to I'm going to make is that New Zealand is going to be in trouble. Well, the world's going to be in trouble with supply chains. I've already heard. Mm-hmm. I could hear manufacturers there talking about like outboards and everything. I overheard because I was being a nosy bugger. A person on the extreme stand asked me about extreme boats in a minute. By the way, mm-hmm. on the extreme stand who was buying an 850 Extreme, or it might have been a 7, I can't remember the model, but basically mm-hmm. the salesman was saying, look, it's 250 grand and you're not going to have your boat until this time next year. Ooh. So that's a whole summer without your boat. Yeah. And then I was, so again, I was at the boat show, so it was quite noisy. But uh, the guys basically said, and the price is the price. So there's no negotiation on price. There's such a demand for boats at the moment secondhand, new, outboards, all the bits that go with it, that people are paying full price and still waiting a year. Now, here's the point. Here's, this is the point I want to know. is because they're all so good now, why wouldn't that guy go from extreme, go to Innovision, go to any one of these other Pure Craft, I think was another one. I don't know if we've spoken about that already yeah, or not. Yeah, we, we did it. Actually, when I was on the side of the road, you mentioned Pure Craft. And you're like, I actually rate those guys. Pure Craft are another cool boat as well. This podcast is going to go all night if we talk about these, by the way. But I know. Well, okay. please we, we have actually, a look at we better pull, We better <laughs> yeah. rein this podcast <laughs> yeah. in. But have a look at those. But why not go to those other brands now? Because there's nothing in it anymore. And as the point, just to sort of do full circle, um, we sort of spoke earlier about Extreme and that leading the way and Staby and that, and then, the next, and then yeah. the next stage down, the Fryans and that. It, there's no gap anymore. There really isn't a gap anymore. All of these alloy boats are so cool. It's so good. I totally agree, man. And like, and you read them all, the reviews, and they're all four star plus out of five. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. What's that guy's name? Um, from Boating New Zealand. You. That's got John, that funky last name. John Eccleston. Eccleston, that's the one. He's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a good boat reviewer. I, I'd love for him to listen to our podcast one day. Maybe we should send him, send him yeah, one maybe. see what he thinks. Hey, yeah. I just had a saw too. Um, the V12 Mercury outboard, the 600 horsepower. 
uh, is going to be in the order of seventy-seven thousand US dollars each. Okay, US dollars. What's that time? I don't even oh, know what okay. the things are anymore. Times USD two. USD two. NZD. Here we go. One point three eight. Oh gosh. Oh no, That's I just put my stopwatch. Seventy-seven times one point three eight. Yeah, hundred and ten grand. That's uh, not as dear as I thought. I must admit. Yeah, but when you can get like a second-hand three hundred for like forty. Yeah. Yeah. And you get it, two it of them. Lot, but you're not going to put a second-hand engine on the back of that brand new circuit. Well, if it's got a hundred return hours, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, if the wait time's twelve months. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Although they're going to be worth bloody all sorts. Does that mean that the second-hand boat market's gone up and? Our boats are worth more now. This is something that keeps me awake at night. I, I don't I know think, why it keeps you awake at night. Bro. Well, because I just think about these things. I'm a very simple human being. I think probably for our boats, maybe, maybe. Don't Keeping worry. in mind, our boats are pretty average. I think if you've got a halfway decent boat, definitely. And the proof will be in the pudding, and I'll certainly report back on this podcast. My parents are intending to sell their boat. Oh, yeah, they've got the um, 2007 Huntsman. 6,000. We've yeah. had lots of fun on that one. It's a great boat. We've had a heap of fun on it. Now, they're thinking of selling to buy a, a newer model Huntsman. Um, yeah. And I, get? well, I don't know. This is the whole report back, but I, I, what I hear and what I gather is that they'll make money, or they'll make money is too strong a word. They won't hurt on it. They will probably get what they paid for it however many years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, they because they purchased it in the last GFC. Yeah, they like, and they and they did. And to be fair, he's just put a new trailer under it, and like he got the nice stainless steel rocket launcher and stuff. So there's a bit of added value, I suppose. But I think he'll do okay. Now the proof will be next time we do a podcast or however long it takes to sell. But that will be the answer of is what is the used boating market like. But I mean, go back to what I said a minute ago. That guy's having to wait over a year for his brand new extreme. Why would you not go buy a second-hand one? And there's plenty of them on Trade Me asking mm-hmm. big dollars. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those boats are <laughs> barely used. Barely used, mate. Oh, I can see on my list of things that we were to talk about and we have talked about. We need another podcast. We do need another podcast. So, as promised, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to try get back to regular service and do one of these a month. Um, and if we bang out five, then we are going to get some proper podcast gear because I know the worst thing about this podcast is the audio quality. When I listen yeah. back to it, I'm always disappointed. The problem we have is that Christian is in Wellington and I am in Tawamutu, which of course means we are relying no on one, bits and bobs. Well, and no one knows where Tawamutu is. is the best well, that's, that's, and that's the problem. I don't think the internet knows where Tawamutu is. So, um, so what we'll do is we will get some, some uh, podcasting gear and we will make an effort to be together to actually film them. I think it'd be so much better to be in the same room anyway. Imagine that. Yeah. We so what, um, as a segue out of our episode, am I going to come up to you for this podcast or are you going to come down to the Capital? I think we do a bit of both. I think we do Ooh. a bit of both. I think, I think and we there can. there's been some chit chat, eh? Yeah. I th- and I think we could go on for another hour. I, um, I like I say, I do want to, make a few episodes before I go and invest in the gear because some of it is expensive. And my sh- my plea to the listeners there is if you are listening, please give us some feedback and 
let us know you're listening. I don't care if it's a message on Instagram, if it's um, face-to-face, if you know us, but please make the effort to let us know because the only way we know doing this is worth it is when we get feedback. And I'm sure you... Sorry, go. I was going to say, and the other feedback I want is, I don't know if anyone on this podcast knows, but I've been uh, given a a pretty hefty responsibility and I'm looking for feedback on stag do ideas that involve the water. Yes. Yes. So to fill you in, uh, I'm getting married. Christian is uh, my best man and he <laughs> is planning my stag do. So if you have an idea to stitch me up or some sort of idea to help him out, um, get in contact. You can actually email us at unableseaman.gmail.com. Uh, I think it is. Something like that. At Unable Seaman on Instagram. You name it. YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel at Unable Seaman. We were uploading heaps of videos about using the slow jigs as well. Anyway, bro, I think that's enough plugging our own... Uh, that's good. Plugging our that's own bank, so to speak. Um, <laughs> wrap, wrap, wrap her up and save, <laughs> some, up. save some goss for next time. Save some for next time. It's been bloody good to be back on here. Oh, yeah. And I hope, you, like I said, I hope the listeners have enjoyed it. We've covered a lot of ground and we've zigged and we've zagged and that's the oh, thing with this we never really have any plans but we just get there in the end <laughs> wicked well yeah. until next time man until next time bro we'll see you and thanks again everyone for listening see you later